back corner <laughs> when I'm not presenting. Listening in. And listen in. Hey everybody, welcome to Bash University Live here on Tuesday night. Take a quick break, watch John Cruises on the Tokyo rig. Be a part of the show, get some chances to win some awesome prizes. Fast we go. You know, we didn't have that back then. And, 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 dude, it, it just... That text thread gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialed. Glad to have you here with us. Uh, it's great to be uh, always getting together every Tuesday, talking fishing. There's uh, a lot of great fall fishing happening all over the country right now. A lot of tournaments are um, are, are being you know decided right now. Are you going to make the championship? Are you making the classic? Uh, qualifying for the elites? There's so many uh, exciting things happening in the world of uh, of fishing right now. And if you're a Philly sports fan like me. Eagles, Phillies, crushing it, loving that, and uh, six and zero, oh, man, six and zero. Oh, just six, saying, six and zero, oh. pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty rare for us to be celebrating like this. And my friends down in Tennessee, man, what a game! What, what, one of the greatest games of all time, taking down Alabama. Um, what, what a tremendous sporting event so many great things going on and we've got some terrific winners coming on to our show uh today we're going to be talking with tristan mccormick won the open uh down on lake hartwell uh just recently and our own josh bertrand won the u.s open uh he's been you know wanting to win that term for a long time a lot of the west coasters uh value that they they rank that as one of the all-time most important tournaments to have on your resume and josh got it got it done out at lake mojave uh in the desert of arizona to win that tournament so we're gonna be at, we're gonna be talking with these guys dealing with uh fall conditions you guys are fishing right now you know I mean, the shad are moving, the bass are fractured, they're moving around, they're hard to hard to get, uh, triggering strikes is a problem, you know, having to constantly adjust. I just came off the Chesapeake, uh, which was early fall for us, which was just, a, uh, you know, scratching around looking for a bite, you know, and, uh, and that's the way it is this time of year, but I love it, and as we get deeper into the fall, We've got uh, our friends up in Michigan are getting dumped on with snow. Unreal. <laughs> I saw that. That's crazy. Unreal. I'm like, I am not winterizing my boat yet. <laughs> where we where we fished <laughs> right. is, is probably getting snow out at Green Bay. Totally is. Uh, when yeah. we went out there this year, they it's just uh, it's crazy conditions. But but the that I love those cool nights. I love it so much. It groups that bait. It pushes them around. It groups the bass up. And and the as we get into late fall, it's one of my favorite times of year to fish, and uh, and that's it's starting, it's happening right now here. So that's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. We're brought we're brought to you from Tackle Direct Studios today. If you're watching us over on Facebook, always like us, share us, and uh, we're going to be giving away a prize to one of you guys that like and share our live feed over there on Facebook. And we also have a grand prize that we, as always. 
that uh, for a special question. So pay attention. We're going to be asking you something about the show. This is university over here, the Bash University. So pay attention. We're going to be asking you a question. We're going to be giving away a grand prize. Rich, do you, what's happening with our prizes? Uh, we're doing MLF uh, Champions Club boxes go, today. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of good stuff. I may or may not have done a sneak peek on the boxes. <laughs> I, I was lucky Indeed. enough to get a box and uh, – take a little peek at what was going on in there and pretty sweet man there's there's there was stuff in that box that i'm 100 percent going to be throwing the next time i go out so it's uh really good stuff but okay. yeah it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun show man we got two winners that's doubling down on the on the major wins you know it's what we do no doubt and, and i noticed these boxes are not sealed riz <laughs> talk know? to btc about that little suspicious come on got everybody suspicious. their own box for this <laughs> show I'll, right I'll, so I'll, we're, we're ready to I'll go make, i'll make sure they're loaded guys all so right you're watching it on facebook like it share it and uh, we'll enter you in for a contest to pay attention and uh riz great to have you pushing the buttons man uh you know you traveled this past week wow what a what a trip yeah yeah man we were down in texas guys and um you know, stay tuned. That's all I'm going to say for some awesome new stuff that we're going to be releasing. We we shot with Lee Livesey on none other than Lake Fork. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you're a Texas bass guy, you're going to want to be seeing this stuff. The seminars were awesome. You know, Lee's a, just a he's a super stud on on Fork, super stud everywhere he goes. But he's also a really really good instructor for us, and uh, he didn't disappoint. You know, we had we had some awesome top water fishing going on. Some uh, we, we did a, a hummingbird piece, uh, graphing and finding offshore spots and offshore fish. Um, and then we mixed it up. We did a, a junk fishing seminar, a junk fishing on water demonstration, which was awesome. And it really embodied everything that junk fishing is put the trolling motor down, fish fast, fish what's in front of you and mix it up. You know, there was, there was stuff going on from, uh, Flipping and pitching a jig, rolling a chatterbait under docks, top water down the side of docks, square bill along float uh, uh, along dock floats, and it was just really, really cool. So I'll be excited to uh, start editing that stuff and get it out to the get it out to our subscribers. And then we also shot with Nick Lebrun on Caddo Lake, and I'm pretty sure I saw like Nick five sat. Five two Sasquatches. Yeah. <laughs> two Sasquatches? <laughs> two, five Sasquatches <laughs> on Caddo Lake. That, wow. If you if you haven't seen Caddo Lake, Texas, I mean, it is like something from Jurassic Park. It's it's awesome. I put up a reel on our page a few days ago of us running through the bayou. The bayou. And, um, yeah, we, we, we shot with Nick as well. We had three awesome seminars with him. Uh, we did fishing mechanics, the importance of body positioning mechanics. Um, as well as, uh, we did a, a punching seminar. Uh, we did a punching seminar with Nick and, um, the third one we did was, uh, finding and identifying, uh, offshore hard spots and shell beds, um, and fishing for them in, you know, and he, he caught fish off him. It was super cool to see how he sets up on it. His rotation of baits. A lot of good stuff. I'm blabbering on too long here. We got guests waiting to yeah. come on. I, it's, so. it's, how <laughs> could exciting you not? Stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we got two superstars, and yeah. that's not it because, um, man, we're, we're going to be releasing some amazing teaching content that's going to sure. help us all. And and previously we, we uh, filmed with Ike, uh, which is going to be released real soon about some fluke fishing. And the, the champ, the, he's won 12 major events, Brian Schmidt, uh, the grass master, 
uh, yep. swim jigs, chatter baits, uh, and I'm drop so shotting for that in, one. That's in the grass. Sweet. There's so much great, great stuff coming. Try it for free. Go over to BashU.TV and get yourself subscribed. You don't want to miss uh, this training, which is coming your way, and it's uh, 30 days free. Go check it out right now. And you all, and, and I want to give a shout out, just a real quick, uh, to our friend of the show, Tom Lang. Yep. Uh, Riz, you got the, you got to see the guys that caught the Giants in Texas this year. I sure did. I got to got to meet and greet with a lot of those guys. Got to watch Gary Klein get inducted into the Texas Fishing Hall of Fame. Congratulations, yep. congratulations, Gary. Gary. Well, well done. Um, well and deserved. I also got to tour what I call the Big Bass Lab, the the Texas Share Lunker. Um, site and you know see how the texas freshwater fisheries operation all works and it's pretty incredible what they're doing it's no no you know no surprise why texas puts out so many of these giant bass and we're going to see some of those giant bass get caught this week in the open um on sam rayburn which tristan is actually on the water practicing for right now so pete if if we can do you want to do the commercial or do you want to roll right into pete or right into tristan for for this one uh is tristan ready to go i think tristan's ready to go we can probably get him queued up and get get him queued up and of course we got scott Carlisle with us. Uh, yes, sir. Scott's with, with us here at Bash University. Man behind the marketing machine over here <laughs> at Bash U. And uh, always good to have you. You got yeah. on the water this weekend. I did. Too. It did. Went down in the bay. And, uh, man, th- you were right about this. The shad are everywhere. Big, giant balls of them. And you know what follows them up the creek, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's time. It's time. It's going to get hot. Yeah, it's going to get hot. I can't wait for it. You know, it's uh, it's such a fun time. You know, when and, and I think, like, down on – the bay we have grass if you fish lakes that have grass uh for me it's when that grass starts to die Mm -hmm. it really starts to go away and it pulls all that bait fish out and gets them all congregated in and moving around and that's when it happens and and for you guys that fish and and this is great we learned we're, I'm learning more and more uh, all the time. I mean, it's that's bass fishing, right? Never stop learning. That's yeah. our motto. Uh, I, that relationship between the the thread fin and the gizzard shad, and those little the little shad that they they move, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially down on the southern reservoirs, uh, they're they're moving backs creeks. They're and fishing's tough. The bait's real small. But when the big gizzards start moving shallow in the deep part of the fall. That's when you catch the bigs, when those gizzard chads right. make the move down there. So it's uh, interesting stuff. Exciting. But I see we have we have a fresh champion uh, here joining us, man. He he's uh, I cannot believe it. He's going to his second Bassmaster Classic. We have the winner of the Open on Lake Hartwell, Tristan McCormick. Hey, Yay. welcome. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Got a pleasure to be. Man, what what a great win! I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad you're with us. I appreciate you taking the time, man. I, I, you're you're practicing uh, for another open, man. I appreciate you shutting down and taking a few minutes to hang out with us. Absolutely, man. You know, I've always watched your guys' stuff, and man, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna miss this opportunity. So we're just pulled down here in the back of a pocket. You know, there's a lot of idling going on. Just a little bit about Raven. You know, I'm, I got here yesterday, so I really don't have that much time, but. I'm just going to spend a lot of time behind my electronics and try to – I'm going to approach this one a little different because I have nothing to lose. Um, I'm out of the point, so, you know, I'm just – I'm basically going for a win, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend a lot of time behind my electronics and see what happens, man. Well, it's uh, it seems like that's what you did on Lake Hartwell. 
to to win that tournament. It, it, I mean, you were you were fishing offshore there, right? Yeah, you know, and I was. That's like as bad as I hate to say it. Like I feel naked without electronics, <laughs> and I know, you know, as great as the technology is nowadays. But you know, I grew up in a generation with electronics, so like for me personally. I feel naked without him. And, you know, you look at Lewis Minetti, he just won the college bracket with no grass. And I think that is amazing. You know, he went out there and showed everybody that it can be done without grass for sure. But for me, like, man, I, I got to have my stuff. Uh, I know that. I, I know, guys, they won't even launch their boat if every, if the electronics aren't operating exactly right. Sounds like you're one of those guys. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's it's sad to say that. I mean, it really is because this is such a, a wonderful sport that we get to do and enjoy. And, you know, it's it's somewhat taken away from it because, like, you think of it this way, you know, you're so glued to your screens. You can't look up and enjoy the, you know, God's beautiful creation because you're so clued in to, you know, what's going on, what are the fish doing, how are they reacting to my bait and such. So, I mean, you look at it from both ways. I love it, though. I'm, I mean, I, I do. I, I like it. Uh, when you're able to fish a tournament where it isn't a factor, but I, I, I mean, I'm learning more and more about, you know, I'm, I'm using 360 and Mega Live, and I'm still progressing. But I love it. I love learning the new stuff. And, uh, and I saw, you know, this is, uh, I, I want to just, just drink in the moment here, dude. You qualify. This is your second Bassmaster Classic, man. What you're like? What? Seventeen years old? <laughs> oh well, I'm, I'm 24. Oh, no, it really is. Uh, it really hadn't hit me yet. You know, when I won the bracket last year, I was like, I truly can't believe I'm going to the Bassmaster Classic. And you know, it's it's something that millions of people, you know, can't say they've been to a Bassmaster Classic. And for me to be able to go to the two of them, you know, this might be my only tour I ever get to go to. Who knows? But I don't just think to so. be able to embrace it again, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me cold chills thinking I'm going back to it. I, I'm, I'm thrilled for you, and I want to clue you in on something that I didn't realize. I didn't even think about it when when I had fished the classic. If you win, you automatically get to the next classic. So just keep doing that, and you can go every year. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's really cool. Um, congratulations on that. It is a massive accomplishment. Uh, and, uh, you know, at such a young age, you know, of course I'm teasing you, uh, you know, but you've been doing this quite a, you know, quite a while, had a lot of success in the college program and you've earned it, but you, man, you, you went against some heavy competition at, at Lake Hartwell and, uh, against the fishery that, that, you know, all, all fisheries are challenging this time of year. So, uh, so let's dive in, man. Uh, you know, I, I read early in practice, you, you were catching them on reaction, uh, bites and, and that went south. You had to make an adjustment and you did it well. Take us through that. Yeah. So, you know, when I got down there, I had three days of practice and I put the boat in the first day, you know, we, it's Hartwell, it's a blueback heron lake, you know, they're going to be out there chasing. So, um, I knew going into it, I was going to fish for spots and because I've had my butt chapped so many times trying to fish for largemouth in the previous years because we go there for college a lot, you know, mm -hmm. you know, and every year we'd go there at least two or three times and like I've done it so many times trying to go fish for largemouth. I said, screw it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to go mainly spots. So I put the boat in and uh, I pulled up to the first point 
and they were everywhere. And I was like, you know, this this could get dumb. And I threw my spook, my sexy dog over top of them. Just, I mean, every one of them just shot up to it. And it looks like you just jumped in the water. There's explosions everywhere. And I was like, this could be really fun. <laughs> and uh, you know, through practice, it was a sexy dog and a caffeine shad. I was just, I was making them come up to it. They were higher in the water column. But as the week progressed into the tournament, it's no secret. Everybody was doing the same thing. There was point hopping, you know, brush piles, cane, whatever. These fish got smarter and smarter. So they kept they kept gluing down to the bottom each day. They'd get lower and lower and lower. And the first day of the tournament, I rolled up to a place where there was literally a school of 100 of them, and they bite every cast, a caffeine shab. And I rolled up, and I didn't see that many. And I started looking around. I was like, well, there's three or four right there on the bottom. I hadn't thrown my drop shot all week. So I picked up my drop shot, flicked it over there, caught a four-pounder. I was like, hmm, well, there you go, you big dummy. You just figured it out. So, um, you know, I went I went around with that, and I had four little shoals right there down by the dam that I thought had some big ones on it, and that's where I ended up catching all my weight. But, you know, when you have 225 boats on a lake, even as big as Sam Rayburn, these fish get pressured. They get smart. Guys are idling over them. Everybody's so good with their electronics nowadays, they ha they can't hide. So to the adjustment you got to make each and every day is going to be different than what it is, you know, the day before. So it's always for me, and I've I've learned that the hard way. You know, I've I've get so glued in on something in practice, like oh, I'm, you know, I'm dragging a football jig on points or whatever. I'm gonna go do that the rest of the week. Well, it don't work 99 percent of the time. So it's always keeping an open mind. And for me, you know, that's been my goal this year adjust each day keep an open mind because the fish are going to change especially in the fall the weather's up and down cold hot back and forth so it there's a lot that goes into it that you know that i'm i'm trying to get better at and learn at more and more each and every time i'm on the water man you said a mouthful the fishing pressure is monumental uh especially with such a big field and you had to make some changes so you changed from practice um you know, recognizing, I guess, using your sonar that those these fish were not chasing, and uh, now you you moved to the drop shot to get them to bite. How, what what happened as the week progressed? Did you have to change depths, change habitat? Uh, how how did you make changes through the tournament? So yeah, that that's a good point that we need to hit on. You know, I started out way off on the ends of the points. You know, in the twenty five to thirty five foot zone. And each day they'd get shallower and shallower and shallower. And no the kid. final day I was catching them in like nine foot of water, what? 10 foot of water. So every day they kept up sliding up and sliding up due to the fishing pressure. What? So that's, that's so interesting. That's so like counterintuitive to what typically happens, right? Fishing pressure shallow usually pushes them out or yeah. pushes them to suspend. But that's where everybody was. They were out in that deep water. It moved them up. What what a what a crazy observation to me it is. That that was a, that that was a massive adjustment. That had to be what separated you from the field, don't you think? Yeah, and you know, like you said though, everybody was out there and just just say the you know, about twenty to thirty five foot zone. That's where most of the piles are. That's where these fish were set up on the ends of these points. And you, you could literally watch them. I'm not kidding y'all. You could you could watch them swim up there shallower each and every day. Like I, I'd, I'd start out, you know, 20, then I'd work up about 15, 16, then I'd be like, crap, I'm in eight foot of water catching them, you know. 
and it's just it's truly amazing because they're i mean these fish are so smart they do not get enough credit and you have i mean when you when you can figure something out like that and actually like watch it with your own eyes you're like you know this happens everywhere literally every single place in the country that's that's cool now you now they're in the brush piles right the cane piles when they move shallow um i mean what were they just meandering were they cruising the the gravel or the clay points or what what were they on when they went shallow you know they really the stuff i was fishing was basically just clay and mud and i really think a lot of it had to do with you know the lake was turning over um so that probably had a lot to do with it as well so you know it's i don't think they was really doing anything up there really you know i was having to throw i bet i was throwing at seven eight hundred of them a day and getting probably 35 to 50 to bite so i mean it was it wasn't as easy as it seems because you throw at so many of them and they nose down to it and just sit there and look at it you know but the ones that did eat you'd throw over there to them and they'd rock it down to it and have it before it had the bottom before it hit the bottom just a, just a numbers game, and that's it's hard to stay in the game. And I know a lot of guys, you know, using forward facing sonar, are you know frustrated with that. But that's that's it. You've you've got to hit as many targets as possible. Uh, that's that's what you did here. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Every time you make a cast, you know you're throwing at one, especially on Hartwell, because there's so many daggum fish in there. You know, it faces it's a fish factory. You know, you might throw at one and catch a 12-incher, and then the next one you throw at, it could be a four-pounder. That's just how the spot game works because there's so many fish in Lake Hartwell. You know, they, they love herring. They're out there chasing. So they are aggressive. But then again, you still got to throw at a lot of them. It's not as easy as everyone thinks. Did you get any bonus largemouth? You know, in, in practice, you know, in practice when they were reacting, there was I caught some really nice largemouth. Um, I caught a couple fours in practice on a spook and a caffeine shad. And I really thought I could randomly catch a big one in the tournament, like a big largemouth doing what I was doing, and I never did. Um, you know, it kinda it, it kinda fuzzled me there for a couple of days. I was like, Where did those largemouth go? Because I feel like they were still out there with them. Mm -hmm. They were just not being as aggressive as the spots were yeah well that that makes that makes a lot of sense and uh yeah but, it, but we've seen that before we get those big random largemouth that get mixed up with the spots um take us through your gear uh i saw you were using a, a strike king worm what was what was your drop shot gear what was your setup yeah so i'm throwing um i got all signature series lose this year um amazing rods absolutely love them and I was throwing the seven-foot all-purpose Mark Zoner rod with the all-brand-new um, custom light we just released at iCast, along with the new Strike King filler worm. That thing, I'm so excited to have that on Strike King so I can quit buying robo-worms. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's a great Foreign technology in that worm is amazing. It's got the soft in it. But I was just throwing an owner 2 watt cover shot with a, a 3 8 ounce first contact tungsten teardrop weight. And, you know, that that's that's my confidence bait. I know it, it's sad to say that a spinning rod, a fairy wand, light tackle, that's my confidence bait. And back to what we were saying earlier, all these places we go to, the fishing pressure, you know, and guys still catch them on big line and big rods, but for me, it's like 
you know, I'm, I think I can get more bites, downsizing my tackle, downsizing my line, you know, and go more finesse style. And for me, I can catch them on a drop shot from wintertime to summer. It does not matter. They eat that thing, and that's my confidence bait. Man, well, you've done well with it. The uh, What was the color of the worm that you were using? It was morning dawn. It's a straight pink worm. I call it a – it's funny because I got to my first classic on a pink worm, and, <laughs> and I just got <laughs> my second one, pink worm. So I, I love a pink worm. Uh, that's what my fiance calls it. She said, I just want to throw the pink worm. <laughs> <laughs> Riz, does the pink worm work everywhere? I believe it does. It, <laughs> it really does not seem to matter. Uh, I mean, dirty water, clear water, they eat that sucker. Morning, dawn. I I know they love it around here. I, I just, yeah. you know, you you would think in that gin clear water of Lake Hartwell, uh, it might not be the the deal, but obviously it is. <sighs> it seems to work yeah, it, uh, coast to coast. It is crazy to think that because, like you said, clear water, and you're throwing a bright pink worm down there. <laughs> like you would you would think that your brain you shouldn't even take a bite on it. <laughs> but I don't know why. I don't know what's down there on the bottom that's pink, but they love it. <laughs> That's great. Well, you talked about downsizing your line. Were how far down were you going? What what, what uh, you know, what pound test were you using? The final day, I was throwing six pound on my drop shot. Now wait a minute. The final day, you mean you adjusted line diameters through the tournament? Yep. And the final day, I started out up around the ramp throwing eight pound, and they kept falling it down, kept falling it down, kept falling it down. I said, screw it, I'm putting six pound on. So I sat down, tied a new leader on. Put six pound line on, and the first one I threw out a cock. Subtle difference. That's wow, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, that is that is that is a tremendous adjustment right there. Mm-hmm. It's a you know being able to see that, and that's that's what makes the difference yeah. now. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. You can see how fish are reacting to your bait and make those kinds of adjustments. We used to have to guess at it. Yeah. Now now you can make that adjustment with confidence. If you think it, do it. For sure. Six six pound test, man. Well, the the. Uh, now I know this is going on down there, and I want you to touch on this because I, I don't know how it's it's probably made it really a, a brilliant move to just concentrate on spots. But the the water's down, the drought is got Lake Hartwell so really low, and uh, it's going on a lot of different parts of the country. Do you think that was a factor in your win? You know for sure, I think it was a big player because it took. All the well, I mean, there were still fish on the bank, but in my mind, I thought it took the majority of the fish off the bank mm-hmm. and pulled them over to where I like to fish and I have confidence to fish. So, you know, there was no going to little beaver or big trees, you know, trying to catch big largemouth. And, uh, and I think with the water being low, it grouped them up even better. I got you. Well. That was a fantastic win. You overcame uh, a lot of obstacles, made a lot of adjustments, and and got the W down there. And uh, are you and your fiance now moving to Knoxville? <laughs> well, but basically, for until January first, after I get back from Rayburn, um, we're probably gonna move down there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you. If I was in that derby, that's what I'd be doing too. Uh, it should be great event. Now you got a. You know, the first classic is often right. It's 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 bundle of nerves. There's a lot of new stuff uh, going on. Like a deer in the headlights thing can happen. Happened to me. Uh, and uh, but this is now your second classic. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you feel uh, 
you know, different about being able to maybe contend to win or try to win this tournament as opposed to being fortunate just to get there? You know, that that's a great point, too, and I'm glad you, you hit on that. After uh, the, the weigh-in was over the final day at Hartwell, me and Brian knew we're good buddies, and he was like, dude, he said, you're going to have a totally different mindset going into this classic. And uh, it, it is, you know, going to your first classic, that's all you can think about until the time's there and you're like, well, what is this like? What is this like? Well, what are we going to do here? And you're, you're, you're embracing it all. You're taking it all in. And there was, I loved it. My first one, it was absolutely amazing. Um, but then again, back to the fishing side of it, I really wasn't all there, you know, in my head when, when we blasted off because I was just so shocked, you know, that I was even fishing in the Daggum Bassmaster Classic. And so, yes, to answer your question, there is going to be a totally different mindset for me going into Knoxville. You know, it's the Tennessee River, which I grew up on, so I'm super excited about that. I'm going to go spend a lot of time there this winter before the cutoff and really try to to be ahead of it. You know, to think everything through, well, they could be here, they could be coming here or whatever. So there is going to be a lot more preparation going into this classic to maybe be in contention to win. Well, it sounds like you've got a really strong game plan. I like it. That that fishing, that developing pattern, looking for that developing pattern is what is what wins. And I think that's what you want at Hartwell with you. You know, that as the fishing pressure yep. pushed those fish shallow, you you were ahead of the curve, you know, making that move with the fish. So uh, I'm excited for you. You know, we'll be rooting for you at the Classic and watching. And, uh, you know, wish you the best of luck, man. And, and best of luck down there at Rayburn. Uh, you know, we're fully expecting you to catch a 13-pounder and get into the Share Lunker program down there this week. You know, if I do, uh, this whole lake would probably hear me when I when that saw <laughs> <occurred>. <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be listening uh, for that for that holler and wishing you the best of luck, buddy. I appreciate you taking. We're going to let you get back to practice, man. But I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Hey, I appreciate you guys. I enjoyed it. Let's do it again soon. Hopefully after this Bassmaster Classic Trophy. Yes, yes sir. There you go. I yes, I, I love it. Well, Rock good. On. Good luck. The champ, Tristan McCormick. All right. Open Thanks, champ, two-time classic qualifier, mm. hanging out with us today, man. What a what a deal. Make an adjustment, Scott. What a great adjustment. That, that is it. You got to follow them where they're going, right? And the reverse, right? In shallow versus out. So many times. Mm -hmm. So many times, Riz, the, the, the shallow pressure has pushed those fish deep. Yep. And that's the guy that finds them that wins that tournament. Yeah. And uh This was opposite. Opposite. Right? That's that's kind of like what we're always doing. We're always we're always chasing the the developing pattern, right? Always. We're, we're 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 chasing it. We're looking for it. But when you get in front of it, that's when you that's when you get in the winter cycle. That's when you get the big trophy. It's, yep, it's, that moment of clarity, man. Yeah, Every time. Uh, that's it. Boom. Pretty awesome. And dude, that that line size thing is is that's that's pretty legit because so oftentimes I know and myself included I'm way guilty of this I'll have a thought in my head like you know uh, man I wonder if I made this little adjustment if it would you know trigger a bite yep. right and you know often it's like ah nah probably won't right I don't feel like going down and retying a new leader I don't feel like changing colors on this I don't you know what I mean yeah but if you have the thought right. Trust the, it's like, it just, this keeps getting rung into my head. Like trust the instinct, right? If you have the thought, do it. 
Don't even, don't even like question it, like second guess it for a few more minutes. If that thought pops into your head and you feel like you need to make that change, just go ahead and do it. What's it going to hurt, right? In this, in this, in this event, it's a, it's a, it's a Bass Open win. So, and wise words, Riz, and I want to, I want to share this. Kevin Van Dam at one of the Bass University classes said almost word for word that exact thing. Yeah. That when you, you think it. You have to act if you're making immediately. If you're making casts beyond that, you've missed the opportunity. Yep. And you yeah, got it. You got to act on it. And the great KVD said that, yep. uh, and you echoed it. And and Tristan, Tristan did, did it, did it. <laughs> to win at yep. the Open. So uh, it's a tremendous win, guys. We we have another great winner, a, a, a teacher at the Bash University, a great instructor, one of the best teachers we've had. Uh, he's going to be with us win at the U.S. Open at Lake Mojave, uh, also in drought situations, uh, with Dr- Josh Bertrand. He's going to be with us. We're going to yep. take a quick commercial break. Yes, sir. And uh, don't forget, like us, share us, um, and we're going to put you in a contest to win something cool, one Champions Club box, yep. and we have a great trivia, or we're going to have a question based on maybe line diameter. Yeah. I don't know what the question is yep. going to be. At the end of the show, we're going to be giving away another great prize. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah, guys. And by the way, if you enjoyed this first segment, right, you enjoyed this this talk we just had about fishing, one, you got to sign up for the program, right? Use the code BULIVE30. That's always active. If you're listening six months from now, I don't care. Use the code BULIVE30. You're still going to get 30 days for free to the Bash University website. That's over a 1,000 videos of bass fishing knowledge, right? We have one goal in mind, to help you catch more big bass. And uh, if you're listening over on iTunes Podcast, please leave us a review, leave us a rating. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you turn your notifications on, man, for us. We we, want to keep you in the loop of what's going on at Bass UTV. Um, I'm going to quit blabbering because we got another another awesome guest coming in here, Pete. I'm going to roll this commercial and we'll hop right to him. We'll be right back right after this. BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel. Providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for, catch more fish, have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. 
Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That they're made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count.